Welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live, a question and answer show exclusive to OnlyFans and Miami Dolphins Discord server. Now here's your host, Alf. All right, welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live, a show that we do exclusively on our Discord. If you want to become a member of that Discord, you could join by going to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. And you could join for $3 a month. You could join 2,000 of your fellow, more than 2,000 at this point, of your fellow Fins fans, like-minded Fins fans, which means it's not like Twitter. Okay, And for $3 a month, you could become a member there. And you could participate in this show every single week, as well as other shows that we do on, on there. And we also put them on our podcast feed, so you can listen to them later. Um, this show we will do throughout the season. Sometimes we'll do twice. This week we're doing it three times because it's a playoff week. And as long as the Dolphins are alive, this show will go live every single day from Wednesday on. But as always, uh, this show, as is Three Yards Per Carry, is brought to you by Factor Meals. You can go to factormeals.com forward slash three yards per carry five zero. That's the number three yards per carry five zero and use the same promo code three yards per carry five zero and you get 50% off your first order. All right, guys, it's playoff week. Enough of this, uh, you know, chip jabber with, uh, with the bills this week. This is the show that uh, members of OnlyFans can, can ask questions, can participate, can actually help me host the show. I'm a little bit under the weather, so they will be important this week. As always, I will go over the injury report and see what is consequential, what is not consequential. We will start with uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Wenya Morris, tackle, concussion, DNP. That's not really that important. Justin Ross, limited. That is not important. Donovan Smith, neck, limited. That is, although I expect him to play. Kadarius Tony hip, ankle, limited. Uh, you almost want him to play. Everybody else is full. So they have a pretty clean sheet as far as injuries at this point. Uh, Dolphins have one consequential one. All right, we're going to go over it. We're going to start with the good news. Jalen Waddell, Jalen Ramsey, Raheem Mostert, Tyreek Hill, Liam Eikenberg, Teron Armstead, Devon A. Chan. All are limited. Uh, I'm telling you right now, it's Wednesday. All are expected to play. Okay? Now, three DMPs. Xavier Howard, foot. Uh, that's looking unlikely. Javon Holland, DMP. That's one the monitor. He took himself out of the game on Sunday. So that's one the monitor. If he is not right, he probably will not go. He's of the kind that if he doesn't feel 100%, he knows his body, he won't feel like he's able to do his job. He will not play. Now, the one that's really important is this one. Deshaun Elliott, he shows up with a calf injury. He was a DMP today. Uh, it was announced he was going to be in the training room for the most part, not on the practice field today. So Deshaun Elliott, that one is consequential. That is the one that you must monitor all week long because he is necessary. He's been a very, very good player for this team this year. As always, this show is for the fans and for our members on OnlyFans, and they get to participate. They get to ask the questions. They get to essentially run this show. So as I bring you up, just identify yourself so that way the audience knows who you are. All right, uh, you're up. Hey, what's going on, Alf? What's going on, everyone? Uh, Finn's Mechanic. Um, you can find me on Haitian Dolphin on Twitter. Um, 
question in regards to the defense. Um, if Elliott can't go, it looks like the combination of Campbell, Elijah Campbell and uh, Brandon Jones. Um, how do you feel about that um, combination? And also, I think um, the offense at this point needs to carry the team this game. What are your thoughts on the approach of uh, getting a dub this Saturday? Well, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. The offense is going to have to carry the defense a bit this week. And the way they do that is just score some points. Put the pressure on them to score and then play your conservative defense that is gonna it's it's gonna be helpful for, for that Chiefs offense to score against a good Fangio defense. Like the defense that played against the Bills, that's good enough to hold Kansas City down. Okay? So yeah, the offense will have to, to carry them. As far as the safeties, uh, I think Deshaun Elliott's gonna end up playing. Holland is the one I'm more concerned about. But how would I feel if it's Brandon Jones and Elijah Campbell? I'm actually okay with it this week because I think that the weather is going to conspire to help. So I think the weather is going to be so bad that passing conditions are just not going to be good. And it's not that, look, first of all, they're on grass. So there's a lot of snow. It's not going to be slick. Okay. And that's what some people don't understand. Like if you play on field turf, it could get slick. And if it gets slick, that's actually an advantage for the passing game because the cornerbacks don't know where they're going. But since the game is on grass, it's different. The secondary actually has an uh, you know has an advantage because you know they don't have to be catching the ball; they just got to trail receivers. So the guys, the the pass catchers, are the ones that are going to have to be catching a ball that's essentially a brick. So I think passing is going to be hurt. So is it going to be really necessary? No. But Deshaun Elliott is a guy who's really really important in run support, and he's the force player on a lot of their 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 run fits. So, yeah, he's essential this week. You got anything else? Uh, nope, that's it. Thank you. All right. All right. As I bring you up, uh, identify yourself so the audience knows who you are. All right, you're up. Hi, it's a Tote. Thanks for uh, taking my question, Alf. Uh, so I have a question regarding, um, well, I, I noticed that in Sunday's game, uh, we had a lot of our smaller receivers, whether it was Berrios or Hill, blocking bigger defensive players on running plays. Could you see us running a similar plays, but instead of having those two out there, having some of our bigger, better blocking wide receivers? Um, I felt like, you know, when I would see Berrios out there getting plowed over by a 250-pound linebacker, it wasn't the, the most ideal situation. Uh, and it kind of led to some of those negative plays. Well, some, uh, something that they want to do is that is it, they're going to want to get receivers out there to try to dictate personnel and then run on that personnel. Uh, that's something that they've had success against Buffalo for two years now. And it's a shame because they only got one win to show for, for it. Do you think it would be too predictable if we put out some of those bigger, you know, non, you know, if it was Craycraft and Wilson out there as opposed to it being Hill, uh, it'd be too predictable that it's just going to be a run and not a pass? Not necessarily. Like, you want to like you, you wanna have you – know, first of all, you want to you wanna, you know, be judicious with those snaps. But you want to play a lot of wide receivers. You want to play in your 11 personnel to try to dictate the, the coverage and the personnel on the defensive end. So if they stay in nickel, you want to be able to run on that. So that's why you bring out – 
those packages. Sometimes teams uh, don't necessarily respect our 21 personnel, which is our fullback package, and they stay in nickel to stop our passing game, especially when we have Waddle and Hill out there. We just have to have the courage to keep running it when that happens. And, yeah, as far as keeping our smaller guys in, like like Berrios, I think that's just a matter of, you know, where the snap counts go. You know, he hasn't been very good this year, but he's actually had some some good games as far as a blocker. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I have nothing else. All right. All right. Uh, it's time to get to some of these questions in here. Um, all right. Here's the first one. Miami Beat reporters both talked this week about how the Dolphins locker room was completely silent after the loss to Buffalo on Sunday. Many players were in shock that the goal that they had worked for all offseason of winning the division was over. Is there any chance that this team is just spent from a long season? That's a possibility. And a lot of injuries to where they just mail it in this week? I don't think so. I think usually what sets in after something like that is desperation, and you're going to see a very desperate effort. Look, I expect them to play well. And it's not about matchups or anything. Like, I would expect them to play well after such – because this is a team that does bounce back. I thought that they played fine against Buffalo, and that second half was just an unmitigated disaster. In so many respects. And a lot of things conspired against them in that game. Uh, Injury, not only injury uh, to Van Ginkle and Holland leaving the game early, but mistakes on special teams, on defense, especially on offense, play calling. Like, they did a lot of things. They put a lot of things together to try to lose that game. So I think they refocus and they try to go get that win this week. And I think they play well. All right, another question. What kind of impact can you see the the new edge guys have with them having fresh legs? That's a good point. Bruce Irvin and Justin Houston. Look, I expect both of them could be active and playing in their 50 fronts. Those are the easiest for those two guys to play. Okay, because you just play them on the edge, and they have very, very simple responsibilities. They have a flat responsibility, or they have the responsibility of rushing the passer up the field. So... Uh, here's the good news. The good news is that their 50 personnel is probably their best personnel because whenever they get Raekwon Davis, Zach Sealer, and Christy Wilkins on the field together, those guys are a force. And if you can get any kind of pressure off the edge, you know, at the time it was with Chubb or Van Ginkle or Chubb and Phillips, but now it's going to be Justin Houston and Mel Ingram. If you can get any kind of pressure, then that's going to make that personnel grouping, uh, it's going to push it back into the forefront. And I think that that's the personnel grouping you want to play against Kansas City the most. So, yeah, I, I do expect them to have some type of impact because I think they could simplify the game plan for them enough. All right, next question. Not an immediate question, but what sort of contract do you see AVG getting this offseason? Someone is paying him decent starter money. Right? Absolutely. Now, he just took this injury, but I don't think it's a big injury, okay? You know, I think he is... Look, I think he's probably out for the playoffs. Even if there was a Super Bowl, I think he might be might be out for that. So, you know, it's one of those month-long injuries. It's some type of foot injury. Uh, they're, they're not completely clear on it. But what are they going to pay him? Man, I, like, what is he going to be asking, you know? Uh, you know, what is he? Like, what system can he play in? There's certain systems he can play in, certain systems he can't, Okay. So that's going to be key. Who is going to have the cap space? You know, maybe Miami gets lucky and there just isn't that team out there with the cap space that could fit them into their system. And then they're essentially just bidding against one or two teams. And then 
they could gauge the market then, you know? But as far as what kind of contract, it's going to be expensive. It's not going to be cheap. Think somewhere... Man, and this is a total, total, total guess, okay? But three years, 24 million, something like that. Half of it guaranteed. Something like that. I think that gets it done. Um, I think you'll have a taker at that. Uh, but again, it has to be the right system for him. All right, next uh, question. Besides Crossman, do you see McDaniel do any other uh, coaching changes? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, look, uh, it's year two. The operation's better, okay? But maybe game management hasn't worked out so great. Uh, I don't know if, if they, they move on from Embry or they, they elevate him a little bit and maybe put somebody else in his role. I think on defense, I think Ronaldo Hill and Joe Casper, they'll look at that uh, because the secondary is still not grasping some of those coverages toward the end of the year. That's an issue. So I think that's where you go as far as there. All right, next question. If Tyreek Triple Dog dares Waddle to lick the flagpole in Kansas City, do you think he'll do it? Yes. Uh, next question. Uh, I'll drop a question which I'm sure some will agree with. Is it time to bench Kater Kohu? You don't have anybody else. So, no, you can't bench Kater Kohu. Okay. Uh, I don't think he's had a great season. But he was asked to do a new thing in a new system. And then not only was he asked to do a new thing in a new system, but then he was told, oh, you're, you know what? Now you're a slot corner. Oh, no, wait a minute. Uh, this week you're on the perimeter. So it was a tough year for him, but they asked way too much of him this season. All right, next question. Getting the ball out quick has been a blessing and most recently a curse as other players have been more open and passed up for Tua's first read. Does Tua need to hang on to the ball for a second? more or go through more reads no i think he's he's doing fine okay as far as his reads as far as that first read stuff goes man those are just narratives that get pushed out on twitter and you know it's and they never go away he needs guys to win one-on-one and it's more evident than ever when you don't have waddle okay or when you don't have tyreek the other guys have a problem winning one-on-one they just do Okay, so uh, their problem is that past Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, all the other pass catchers, they're just not good, or at least they're not good this year. Okay, uh, next question. Uh, this may, this may be wild to you. Do you think they would consider Brandon Jones as an outside backer? Well, in this system, you could play a big nickel, and it's pretty much the same. But in this system, as an outside backer, he's too small. Um, the way that they play their fifty fronts and their over fronts, you can't play Brandon Jones anywhere near the line of scrimmage and ask him to, to stack and shed. Like, you just can't do that. You can play him in big nickel, okay? And if you play him in big nickel, it's kind of like an outside linebacker role. You know, he has flat responsibility. He's a force player. So, yeah, uh, he would be tasked to spill. So, yeah, you could play him in big nickel, and that's essentially like a, a big outside linebacker, which I think is their their best overall talent if they're all completely healthy. They're not right now, Okay. If you have Javon Holland, then yes. You know, if you have Javon Holland, you have Deshaun Elliott, you have Brandon Jones out there, I think you could play those three if you had Xavier Howard, but you don't, okay? So you're playing without Xavier Howard already and possibly without Javon Holland. I don't think you want to be digging too deep into your, your safeties. So 
I would say no, he can't. But eventually, with more health on this team, yeah, he could play in big nickel. And if he does, that's essentially the same thing. Although he can't play in any of the 50 fronts, any of the over fronts. Too small. All right, what's uh okay? Next question: What's the evolution fixes in McDaniel's offense, as it has been predictable at times, or is it that that wide receiver three to seven suck? Well, they're not good. Uh, is it feasible if Mostert, HN Wilson play to run the ball thirty-five plus time? If they do, percentage Dolphins come. If they run the ball thirty-five times on Saturday, they're winning the game. Simple as that. Because thirty-five snaps uh, that are run plays. That's going to suggest that they run somewhere over 65 snaps total. And if they run 65 snaps total, this offense, just by being on the field for that many snaps, is going to translate it to points, possibly three touchdowns. And I think three touchdowns wins that game easily, by the way. So, yeah, the the evolution is getting another pass catcher. But on Saturday, the evolution is running the hell out of the football. Uh, do the elements finally force McD to run the ball almost to the point that nothing else matters? Yes. You could be creative with your running game. You could run a lot of perimeter runs. You could run a lot of shuttle play, shuffle passes. Uh, you could run screens. All of those are variations to the run game, and the, all of those are things that they can use on Saturday. All right. Uh, another question. Do any of these injuries are going to be pinned on the strength and conditioning coach or is it pure bad luck? It's bad luck. Would you consider a pass blocking tight end? As a number three receiving option for next year, a priority or better, uh, a better wide receiver depth. Uh, I would look for a wide receiver above all else. Uh, that's what they need. the The position unit has steadily declined throughout the season when they were actually having a good first half. Uh, since then, uh, it's just gone downhill. I believe the the Kansas City game was the one that showed the most. Like that game, you could tell that. The wide receiver core was was not as good because Kansas City told you they were not as good. Okay, they paid all the attention to Waddle and and Hill and ignored everybody else, even with linebackers. They were putting they were putting linebackers on Braxton Berrios, and we couldn't win one on one. So yeah, I think that's a that's a a priority as far as putting anything on the strength and conditioning coach. No, people get hurt, you know. These guys are in shape. Trust me when I tell you they're in shape. Okay. All right. Last game. Uh, somebody says last game. Dolphins took out Kelsey and everyone else from the Chiefs. Uh, and everyone else from the Chiefs ate from Mahomes platter. Same strategy this game, or is it stopping Pacheco at all costs? Uh, you gotta you, you gotta have something devoted to Kelsey. Okay. And Pacheco. I thought Dolphin defense played perfect in that game against Kansas City last time. They pitched a shutout. Okay. In the second half. So. Yeah, uh, I'm, I was very happy with the game plan. Whatever that is, try to emulate it and mold it for whatever evolutions the Kansas City offense has made since then. All right, there's just a a couple more. Um, yeah, somebody mentions uh, the Washington left tackle, number 55, he declared today. Yeah, he will be a target for Miami in late in the first round. All right, another question. Next season, can you see an approach where the Dolphins have a capable va- veteran backup quarterback? Like a Flacco to push Tua? Or another uh, push Tua where? To the supermarket? Or another unaccomplished quarterback like Mike White? Is this the game for to run a fake punt? Uh, they could possibly run a fake punt because uh, bad weather tends to make field position 
in a way, it makes field position really, really matter. But in another way, you know, it tends to not matter too much because since yards are such a premium, you know, you can play the math game all the time. Like, let's say you went for it on uh, you you set up the punt at your opponent's forty five yard line, okay, and you you fake it right there. And let's say you get stopped. It was a fourth and five, and you get stopped, okay. And then you could force a three and out into your 45-yard line, and they punt. And you get the ball out at the 20. You're talking about 35 yards of field position, but you lost how many plays? Not many. You didn't lose a possession. So the only way it blows up in your face is if you give up points on it. You know? So, yeah, that's something that they can do. As far as pushing Tua, where are you going to push Tua? Who are you going to bring in? You're going to bring in Pat Mahomes? Tell you what, they bring in Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, Jackson, Joe Burrow, you know, Justin Herbert. They bring in any of those guys, yeah, those guys will push to him. He's the starter, people, and he's going to be here a long time, and he's going to sign a long-term extension. And you know why? You like this little roster that you got? The only way you keep it is by extending to a Tungabaloa because you will not have the money to keep almost damn near any of these guys if you have to pay Tua his fifth-year option of $24 million. Okay. Uh, somebody says, should Miami strategically wear white on white? Uh, I'm pretty certain they will wear white on white <laughs> on on Saturday night. So, yeah, the answer is yes. All right, we're going to go ahead and call it right there. Again, if you want to participate, you can become a member at discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to OnlyFans Q&A Live.